Hello, and welcome to episode 57 of the VGC Trainer School podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. Now, you may notice by the tone of my voice that this is not your sonorous baritone, Jake. This is your other sonorous tenor, John, and I am joined today by my lovely Australian friend, Jack. Jack, how are you doing? I am doing so well, John. I'm glad to be back. I have been recently competing, went to Melbourne Regionals, got myself a top 16, so very happy. Um, And yeah, I've been really having to think more about planning to go to Hawaii at the end of the year because that's now possible and that's kind of insane. And and Jack, just for our uh, listeners, uh, how much does it cost for an average Aussie to fly to Hawaii? Um, oh, depends. I mean, the the cheap flights, it's like eight hundred Australian dollars. Nice, twelve hundred. My girlfriend just came in and corrected me. So sorry. It's only only twelve hundred Aussie bucks. Wow. Yeah, well, I know it's the closest worlds we'll get, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's not much cheaper on the on our side. But no. cool, cool. And so congratulations again to your your good performance back in Melbourne. We wanted you want we wanted the top eight, we wanted the champion, but it's all right. It's all right. You'll get you'll be the next regional champ. Hey, next time, next time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, are you going to Perth? I am, yes. All right, we guys, we are talking to the new regional uh Perth regional champion right here. Yep, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We're gonna manifest it. Um, as for me, I've been I've actually been pay- playing a lot more uh recently. I took like a couple weeks kind of just chilling out a little bit. Uh then uh, then uh Alex Soto or Len uh VGC posted a new Psy spam team, which has like a it's Armorous instead of Hatterene, and it has Rock Ogre Pond instead of a couple other things. Mm, um, yeah. I'm yeah. That. Cool. But the cool thing was the Terra Fairy Armorous. I've not seen that guy in like oh, <laughs> over a year or almost a year at this point. Um, so it's got some really cool text. Uh, it flows really nicely. It has Gallade on it, right? So you have like mm. your Edgelord stuff on it. Um, so it's really fun. I'm a size spam nerd. I will always be a size spam nerd, I think, until they just, in, unless they gut expanding force, uh, I will be a size spammer till I die. Um, call me degenerate, call me toxic, call me whatever. I will spam it on the letter all day long. We're waiting for Tapu Lele Iron Crown to like really <laughs> take everything out. Just give Tapu Lele E force, right? Yeah, it does. So that's, yeah. <laughs> Right? That would just make everything so much better. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of ruining some things, uh, we're hopefully not going to ruin uh, today's agenda today. So we're going to do a little bit of review on uh, what happened at Dortmund over in Germany, but also looking forward to both global challenge number two and also just talking a little bit about how the metagame feels right now. But first, the news. <laughs> Jack, will you take our first news item? 
Okay, so Pokemon Day is on Tuesday, the February the 27th. There's going to be a ton of events to celebrate. Um, I think the most exciting thing is there's going to be a Pokemon Presents that will go live at 9am EST on that Tuesday. Um, then in-game there will be mass outbreaks of Voltorb, Fungus, and a mystery Pokemon, which speculations have been saying Hisuian Voltorb, which could be cool because you can't catch that normally. So that that's pretty interesting. Um, and these Pokemon will have an increased chance of being shiny. And it will run from the 23rd to 27th. All right. Are you going to catch yourself a little Pokeball Pokemon, Jack? Oh, I mean, yeah. I I think I'll be hunting my shiny marked Amoongus, though. I think that's probably the thing that, as a VGC player, you should probably go and try and get one of those. That That is a good shout. I totally didn't think about that when I saw Fungus. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and speaking of Pokemon Day, the VGC Trainer School is partnering with other community tournament hosts. So a bunch of the guys that run Limitless Tours, we're all doing a week of online tournaments. So come over to the VGC Trainer School Discord and keep your notifications on for the full schedule. We will have a tournament like every day. I think it starts this weekend, starting on like Friday or Saturday. So definitely keep your eyes and ears peeled for uh, whichever tournament you can join. All right. Speaking of limitless tournaments, there is going to be a very big online tournament on March 16th, hosted by the E Parrots. Um, the champion of the tour will win a free trip to Hawaii. Um, and there's multiple different uh, categories of prizes for top four. Um, so go check that out. Uh, and also, there's an entry fee of 20 euro so pretty cheap considering the prizes that's a pretty sweet package i think first place gets like the whole trip and then the second place gets like a free flight so that's pretty yeah, nice it's incredible 1200 aussie bucks yeah <laughs> and uh speaking of the global challenge uh, registration for global challenge number two has already begun so as we were speaking it has already begun so the uh, second global challenge will run from March 1st to the 3rd and registration is open until the 29th until like, like a minute before the battles start. Now, a word to the wise, in order to register, you have to lock in your team at that moment. And if you lock in your team, you can't really use it for other stuff until the weekend is over. So make sure you have your team finished <laughs> before you lock it in. Otherwise you might be running with some like Terabug or Shifu or whatever hot text you had before you uh, were in your right mind. Yep, no no full EVs on a Mon. I've had that happen before. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> I know someone who forgot to Terra all of their Pokemon. Oh, just basically. <laughs> so it was like Terra fighting Urshifu, Terra water, whatever, some other random stuff. Yeah. Um, Jack, do you have any idea what you're going to run? On the global challenge you don't have to tell yeah. us the whole full team right you don't want to spoil everything but yeah um what some of my team mm -hmm. yeah okay so i mean i think we'll put a incinera on there just to be a bit basic yeah maybe an amungus um but i think the mon i'm most excited to use is probably king gambit because that mon is cool and deserves more love than it's getting i he's definitely really caked up so I'm excited to see how oh, you uh, do with it, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I might run some version of Science Spam. I don't know, like, which version, because uh, there's, like, 20 million versions out there. Yeah, they um, are. Or I could, I think, I remember uh, Jamie Boyd played against this, like, 
uh, Specs Iron Bundle, Alolan Ninetales, and Terra Ice Raging Bolt. Wow, Bolt Beam, <laughs> Terra Blast, yeah, right, Bolt Beam, and it was pro and it was an Assault Vest uh, Raging Bolt, so it got like the Snow Boost for being an Ice type and the AV Boost, so you just couldn't kill it. Yeah, I, I'm ashamed to say that I did lose to Flip Turn Primarina on uh, Close Team Sheet Ladder. That wasn't fun with weakness policy, weak armor, armor. So. Oh no, a Choice Scarf Flip Turn Primarina. Wowie. Yeah, not fun, not fun. <laughs> we really... had Perish Song. Oh, great. <laughs> so just when you thought you were done, it comes back in and just sings you to death. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm under Trick Room now and I'm going to die. Awesome. <laughs> gg well played let's go on to yep. the next patch right <laughs> so we're definitely looking forward to that so make sure you get in your teams before midnight on the 29th so that's the news so let's get into some dortmund review um so it, congratulations to florian tem or teme i don't know um how to pronounce the name but congratulations to them uh they had a team of uh blood moon ursaluna Incineroar, Fluttermane, uh, Urshifu Dark, Ogre Pond, Wellspring, and Ferrugarath. So if you heard that right, this is the first regional, including Australian regionals, I might add, the first regionals uh, that it, that Ursula Blood Moon has won. Mm. I, I remember watching it and I was just thinking, like, I saw it in the finals and I was like, I could have sworn this Mon died. Like, what happened? Like, it was gone and then it's back and now it's here to stay because it won a regional. <laughs> well, I mean, it got second at Charlotte, right? So it's kind of like, okay, was it real? Was it not? It won yeah. that Victory Road Tour. But yeah, you're right. It's like, it was here. It wasn't like, is it really that good or not? Uh, I, I mean, I also thought specifically the Trick Room version was gone. Like, I thought the Tailwind version was, like, going to hang around for a bit, but it surprised me that, like, min speed, you know, it it held off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I remember one issue with Blood Moon teams was the Amoongus matchup, right? Because if you're under Trick Room, it doesn't matter how slow your Ursaluna is, you either need Safety Goggles, Terra Grass... Or just don't click Trick Room. <laughs> or Uproar Ferrigarath. Come on. Safety goggles Uproar Ferrigarath. <laughs> yeah, right? That That's not a meme. So uh, uh, it's it's cool to see that I think Florian, I don't think Florian had a uh, min speed Ursula. I could be wrong on that. But no, I, it probably wasn't min speed. Yeah. And so it seems like everybody is opting for, hey, just kill the Amoongus outside of Trick Room and just play balance before setting trick room in the end um but there is one spicy tech we have on this team so most of the team is pretty straightforward your ferrograph is a citrus berry helping hand set rather than our throat spray with protect set however jack this incineroar has throat chop on it it does not have knockoff it does not have taunt it is throat chop so why do you think they would have used Throat Chop Incineroar? Well, it's funny because there's actually a lot of really good sound moves at the moment. There is Parting Shot. There is Hyper Voice from both Ferrigraph and Opposing Ursaluna Blood Moon. And there's also like other random ones. But Parting Shot is the most important one where it's like, if you stop Incineroar from Parting Shot into your Ursaluna, then it can't deal damage. Oh, also Snarl. Snarl's the big one as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So 
your your Ursaluna hates Snarl, your Ursaluna hates Parting Shot, your Ursaluna uh, hates other hyper voices, right? Yeah. So unfortunately, Yawn is not a sound move, so you can't no, stop which is, Yawns. It's always weird, but luckily Gastrodon has not managed to find a way into this little format somehow. And, so and we're we hope that stays the same all the way to EUIC because we don't need a six Gastrodon. <laughs> Look, I'm, yeah, we don't need another event Gastrodon, but I think Ogpon Wellspring has probably quashed poor Gastrodon's <laughs> days of being meta relevant. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll see what happens hopefully. in the restricted formats when Gastrodon comes back because Maridon is. It's inevitable. It oh, yeah, the ride right. on Kyogre teams. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, which is going to be unfortunate, but uh, that's not our format right now. So we can't mold about that just yet. Nope. But speaking of King Gambit, in second place, we have Nick Schrott with a Gouging Fire balance team. How about that? And we have a Porygon too here as well. Look at this. So you have King Gambit, you have Fluttermane, you have Rillaboom, uh, Ogre Pond, Wellspring, yet again, Porygon 2. And gouging fire. Now, Jack, I remember you were playing with Porygon two for a while. Um, do you have any special insight into how to Porygon two with Terror Blast and Download works? So there's a very interesting. You there is a very specific EV spread of if you have. I'm sure you can do it with other EVs too, but 92 modest. Or if you put four attack EVs, like with max uh, IV, uh, if you get the download boost for attack, then your Terror Blast will now be physical. But if you get the uh, download boost for special attack, then you'll obviously do a lot more damage with a special attack. So if you have a Flutter Main on the other field and you get the attack boost, you're still doing about half with Terror Blast because it's now a physical move. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, which is funny because this thing is not meant to do damage, but you click Terror Blast into something and it somehow does half with uh, like a special attack boost. Yep. Yeah. I remember I did the, I think I did like 28 attack with like a quiet nature or something. And I saw how much it was doing into Terra Flare, Terry, Terra Fairy Flutter Main. And I saw a hundred, it was like a guaranteed Oko or something like that. I'm like, you have got to be kidding. Yeah. I'm, my, <laughs> friend at melbourne regionals was running like 116 modders uh, sorry quiet nature with like 28 attack or whatever it was and he was ripping things apart <laughs> yeah wowie um but do any does anything else on nick's team uh stick out to you I mean, the, the Terra Dragon safety goggles, I think safety goggles is like very smart on gouging fire teams because you don't need the extra damage to pick up those KOs because you can just howl. Mm -hmm. um, I think the one thing I will say is I'm always impressed by people who are able to play gouging fire well because I swear I try and put it on a team every time and I'm just like, this mod does nothing. <laughs> just sits there and does nothing. And I'm like, I know it doesn't, but also like, it's one of those months where you play against it and you're like, wow, this is so good. And then you yep. play with it and you're like, this sucks. So I'm like, yeah, congrats to him because I cannot pull it off. <laughs> it's so true. It's so hard to play. Yeah. 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 I also appreciate that you have the gouging fire on or with Porygon 2. So you actually, if you get the, yep. the uh, special download boost, but if you howl twice, you wind up having a physical Porygon 2. 
yeah it's it's funny how that works and also if you like just get the attack boost i'm mm -hmm. definitely sure a plus two terror blast will take out a flood of moon like yeah. that yeah that's so cool which is absolutely hilarious so yeah but i just like the ability as well like you've got something to reverse trick room with the porygon and then it also helps with like your landorus matchup and oh yes it generally it's just great support with like being able to just live hits you know like because gouging fire sticks on the field for a long time porygon also does and like you've got the rillaboom for terrain healing so it's clearly a team that's meant to stick around for ages mm -hmm. and that helps out a lot yeah and I, and i also like how um king gambit rillaboom porygon 2 to an extent but also gouging fire all of you like all these physical attackers who have an option for their terras right because ogre bomb wellspring is always a water type um but all of these physical attackers uh, don't have like an offensive Terra. They have like mainly defensive yeah. Terras and like Terra Blast becomes poison, like whatever. But with your, uh, if you go like Terra Dark King Gambit, uh, Terra Grass Rillaboom, that's like what a 33% increase. But if you just howl, you get a 50% increase. So you don't actually need offensive Terras with your gouging fire teams because if you just howl once, you get the same effect exactly yeah it, it makes perfect sense and it is a very good supporter like if they and king gambit obviously is very good because otherwise incineroar ruins a lot of these teams so it's a very well designed team and i think ashton cox kind of like came up with this and used it at charlotte the week mm -hmm. before but nick piloted it obviously very very well and that game against eric rios he played out of his mind oh so. that game that y'all need to if you haven't seen that on stream it was fantastic it was like what top four top eight or something like that it was i think it was nuts yeah it was top eight and i think he just made some of the best reads i've seen in a while because like yeah. that team is hard to break and he made it look really bad on stream. <laughs> <laughs> yep yep which it's not because i've used it for ages i used that team for ages and it's a great team but he made yep. it look so bad <laughs> so speaking of top eight are there any uh interesting teams in top eight that stick out to you um it's kind of a fairly standardized top eight i think having both chempow d knight and also chempow entei in as the two top four slots is really interesting because that was like pretty much died with the how much photograph <laughs> was going around so yeah. it's surprising to see um and then you've kind of just got like standard stuff with like the glim team but with the entay so i guess that kind of almost leads us into the next topic that we're kind of going to talk <laughs> about with the metagame but like obviously eric rios's team very cool the choice specs goldango is definitely better than the flutter main like yeah it makes a lot of sense so <laughs> why does it make a lot of sense compared to the flutter main because the thing is with the flutter main is the biggest one of the biggest weaknesses of the team it's it's obviously a very passive team and if you're looking to deal, the only source of massive damage you had was either your Flutter main, which generally dies in like one hit, or your Como, who can't hit ghost types. So having a really slow, bulky Goldango that can fire off a spec Shadow Ball and like kill the ghost types that Como can't deal with, it just makes perfect sense. And it's just also like another Spore immune you know, you really just make it so that if you get that trick room up, they have a bad time because normally their common answers to trick room with being like Amoongus and other trick room setters, it's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, you've got your Tinglu for the Psy Spam stuff. You've got your Goldango for Amoongus. You've got Overcoat Como for Amoongus. Like you really don't want to bring half the normal answers you would into this team. 
Yep. 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 And, and, yeah. I mean, and the make it rain stuff allows you to actually make fewer hard predictions, right? Because you don't actually need to predict, Oh, like, is the flutter main going to come in? Is it going to, is it not? I mean, if you, if you have a, a sash or Shifu in front of you and a flutter main that might possibly come in, it, it's a win-win. You smack the Urshifu, yeah. it dies. If the flutter main comes in, <laughs> it also dies. So you can actually yeah, at minus one, by the way, it doesn't minus one, two with spec. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think probably to help us transition into our next little topic on kind of like the metagame as a whole, um, we can take, I think Victor Medina and Guillermo Castilla's teams as like good examples. Um, and you, and Jack, you probably have a better experience of high ladder stuff, but these two teams kind of give us a lot of the core balance pieces that are all, that are just everywhere on the ladder. So Victor's team is Fluttermane, Raging Bolt with Assault Vest, uh, Lando Eye, Urshifu, Water Ogre Pond, and Chiyu. Chiyu's kind of here and there. Um, uh, Guillermo has Incineroar instead of Chiyu. But uh, the thing I want to talk about is the Fluttermane, Raging Bolt, Lando Eye, Urshifu, Dark, and Wellspring Ogre Pond. These things are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely everywhere. Um, I just think like it's it's because they're so I think Lando I is kind of a bit of an exception at the moment, more mm -hmm. than which is kind of just like it changes in and out. Like it's a very good Pokemon and it kind of just like swaps in and out on teams. But for example, like the Urshi Dark is so good because it hits through protect, first of all, mm -hmm. you know, as everyone says, but it's just like having a focus sash and just having fighting damage as well at the moment is just like good to have. So you have like a really strong Pokemon that hits hard, doesn't really care about most things. And just having a focus sash is so splashable. Like you can just live a hit and it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of goes for like Raging Bolt. Like it is never dying in one hit, no matter what move is thrown into it. Um, <laughs> so you just get like Snarl support. You have a priority move. You have Draco Meteor, which will just one shot stuff. It's like it has everything it could want. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the same with Ogre Pond and Fluttermane. And that's why they're such good Pokemon because they just do everything you want them to do. Mm -hmm. And there's not much downside. Like you can just use the best Pokemon and you could win every matchup if you wanted to, because that's why they're so good. Yep. Yep, exactly. Um, and I think Raging Bolt is a really interesting case of slow, bulky uh, speed control. Because remember in Generation 8, we had Regieleki, who is the naturally fastest Pokemon ever. That would just spam Electroweb all day long, right? Yeah. But it also dies in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah. It gets sneezed on and it falls over. <laughs> exactly. But Raging Bolt, on the other hand, is one of the bulkiest things we have in the metagame. And especially if you have it sitting next to an Incineroar. I mean, you have an Assault Vest to take even Lando Eye attacks. You have Intimidate to take physical attacks. Electric Dragon is really good into a lot of things in this metagame. And especially into like tailwind teams, you can just spam electrowebs all day long. So you can stall out Tornadus's tailwind while chipping it down at the same time. You can nullify their tailwind at the end of two turns. So you basically mm -hmm. wasted their turn one tailwind that they made on a really hard uh, read or something like that. And then you're just going positive in damage the whole time because Raging Bolt just isn't dying. <laughs> so it's a really good Pokemon to help 
I guess, trade really well. Yeah, and I also think the thing with Raging Bolt is it might be the best use of Terra in the whole metagame. Like, because you can Terra Electric it to get rid of its Dragon Typing, which is its main source of weakness, Mm -hmm. or you can Terra Fairy it and just become immune to Dragon Types. And there is, like, as soon as it Terra's, you will not find many things that will be able to kill it quickly. Like, it becomes a three-shot after Terra most of the time, just because Mm -hmm. of how much. And also, I'll have you add, like, even if you go with the offensive route with like booster energy, Terra Electric T-Bolt does so much. Yep. Um, I So both my friends played each other at Melbourne Regionals round one. Mm-hmm. My The friend I rocked up to the event with, he was using Terra Electric Raging Bolt, Max, 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 basically with booster <laughs> energy. And he played against Wolf's team, who was my other friend was using. Mm-hmm. And he's went for a car mind on Flutter Main. Terra Electric Thunderbolt still did 70% to plus one Flutter Main. And he was like, <laughs> what is it? It's like it has the stats to do anything you want. And it is such a good Pokemon. Wow. Yeah. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Um. Which, and speaking of land wire that kind of goes in and out, uh, if you'll notice on these uh, higher teams, we actually have Terra Steel rather than Terra Poison Landorus. And I think this is a more recent development in addition to, I mean, Sublando has kind of been around for a little bit, but specifically Sublando plus Terra Steel. Um, I mean, these teams have a rate, have size spam answers with Snarl, Assault Best, Raging Bolt. But that Terra Steel combines uh, your Terra Poison's defensive capabilities into like uh, Rillaboom and Fluttermane. And then you add on uh, a resistance to grass, a resistance to rock. So now like random uh, sand teams can't get you. And you resist Psychic. So you like resist your uh, Psy Spam teams and you don't actually have to spend your Raging Bolt's HP early in the game. You can you know, sit a Landorus behind sub in front of a side spam team or in front of other annoying teams under trick room. Uh, oh, and you also resist, um, you resist normal against Ursula Bloodman, right? So you have like yeah. your trick room answer in one Pokemon with a Terra and it conserves your super bulky Pokemon in the back, which I think is a really interesting development right now. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I noticed when I was, uh, when it started first popping up on ladder was like, because this is when Chen Pao was a little bit more popular. Mm-hmm. And it was like, if you have an I-type move, you can attack into that slot, guarantee guaranteeing that you will either kill it or get the terror and mm-hmm. do at least 50% to it. Yep. Where with Terra Steel, it became like, oh, if they terror, now it's like, oh, you're only doing like 30% and it's actually becoming a big issue because it sticks around and you can't have that Pokemon stick around because then otherwise it will just do too much damage. So. Yep. That was like the big thing I noticed was like it resists ice, and that was a massive deal for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think th- the bigger takeaway that I think I got from not just Dortmund, but playing playing recently is even if you don't see this team of five, you're still gonna see the pieces, right? You're gonna see AV Raging Bolt on a lot of teams. You're gonna see Fluttermane and, and Water Ogre Pond on a lot of teams. And you play those mirrors. Oh, <laughs> if you're playing that with just those two mods, you will play Fluttermane Ogre Pond Mirrors so many times. 
Oh, I reckon on best of three ladder, you could easily get to 1300 by just leading Ogapon Fluttermane every turn and just going for follow me, Terra Fairy, Deagling, like every game. Like seriously, that is such a busted core because you can just like switch out Flutter and just Ivy Cudgel something or you can just follow me and Moonblast something and it's like you can't do anything to this Fluttermane. So, yeah. Yep. And I wish, and, it, and if there was some kind of core to bust both of them, we would have it by now. But unfortunately... There isn't yet. <laughs> it's literally, it's the reason I like Porygon. I'm yeah. like, it, it just, it doesn't die to them. Like, that's no. literally it. <laughs> it. It doesn't kill them, but it doesn't die to them. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. That's yeah. Um, so, um, just to wrap up our little metagame thing before we talk about the global challenge briefly, is I think we kind of already established a lot of teams are kind of feeling samey. You can run some Trick Room Blood Moon stuff. You can run some whatever balance stuff. You can run Gouging Fire. You can run, you could even run like hyper offense teams like uh, the Manual Sun team with Glamora, uh, Fluttermane, Dark uh, Urshifu. Or this is, and this is uh, Michael Doable's team from Dortmund. Somebody finally figured out how to make Walking Wake not suck. <laughs> Oh, yeah, with Venusaur of all, come on, this is so, so good. So let me tell you about Venusaur. So Fluttermane Ogre Pond, right? Uh, yep. We all know that Shadow Ball kind of sucks. But Venusaur resists water moves, grass moves, and fairy moves, and has enough special defense to not care about Shadow Ball. So Venusaur, mm -hmm. of all things, can sit on the lead that we just talked about and with Life Orb actually chip both of them significantly. I mean, so can Sludge Bomber Moongus, but that's not fun. That's not fun. <laughs> I think Sludge Bomber Mo no, Mo no, I think Venusaur is a hundred special attack. <laughs> yeah, but Moongus does. Damage, damage. Yeah, a little bit more damage, but Life Orb Moongus might be here. Hey, I, I mean, there was there was a moment where I did test uh, Max Max Speed, Max Modest, <laughs> Sasha Moongus with Sludge Bomb, and hey, it did ninety percent to Ogre Pond. So I'm just saying, <laughs> it, that thing does damage. <laughs> Offensive Ogre Pond, you heard it well in Japan, but then here first. <laughs> yep. Um, but I think what I wanted no, to hide. Oh, so you go. No, you can go ahead. Okay. Oh yeah, I was I was just gonna say that um. I think what's really cool about this format is it is very fun. And yes, while there are centralizing pieces, that's kind of a good thing because now we have targets to try and beat. Mm -hmm. um, but you can also use mons that you want to, and you can use these pieces to make them good. Yep. Like I even tried out the other day. I, um, uh, I tried out Mianchao because it gets close combat, it gets triple axle, it gets taunt, it gets wide guard. I even tried coaching on it. And I was like, this thing is so cool, except for the fact that I played three Landoruses and I missed triple axle three times. It was great. And you're like, but, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it does get eye spinner. It does get eye spinner. But uh, yeah, no, it it was not. But like, you know, inner focus can't get be intimidated. It could have worked. But yeah, so I think you can work around the mons you like and you can mm -hmm. make them work, you know, like even if that's next to size spam and you just want to put on your random sunflora, you know, as your sweeper, you can do that. So yep. yeah, it works. Yep, it totally works. And we don't have to necessarily use, you know, the same top like balancing mons or whatever. For example, like Farigaraf, 
isn't one of these like super offensive powerhouses, but it has trick room for speed control and it has priority control because it has armor tail to prevent all the fake outs and sucker punches going your way. Um, so if you have, if you're like, Hey, I just hate playing this balance game of like switching instant or in 50,000 times per match. Like Ferrograph allows you to stop that game. Why I used it in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. I used Tinglu Ferrograph at Melbourne and I was like, I don't want to deal with side spam and I don't want to deal with into it in fake out pivot. So I was like, I'm just going to use these two months and you know what? It worked. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. So true. And so if we look at uh, win rates for some of these mons real fast, Jack had uh, some interesting notes on some stuff. So he he noticed that for Dortmund, at least, Urshifu single strike had a 53% win rate, which is humongous for getting used 35 or 34% of the time. Um, what are some of these other uh, high win rate mons you noticed? Yeah, that's it. It's kind of insane that that win rate where it's got like such a high usage. But another Pokemon is Raging Bolt <laughs> as well. It has 52% win rate, um, which just shows how flexible that is. And I think there was like another stat where like all the all the Raging Bolt and Top Cut except one were all Assault Vest. Or maybe Day 2, sorry. All, all Raging Bolt except one in Day 2 were Assault Vest. Wow. So it's like that Mon is just so good. But then also I saw Iron Hands had a 57% win rate. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not as bad as people are thinking. <laughs> Iron Mid. Iron Mid, it really is. Hey, yeah. look, Ogapon Cornerstone had a 56% win rate, okay? Hey. And and Como had a 55 So you know what? I don't want to hear anything from that. <laughs> and and your boy Porygon 2 had a 50 had a 56% win rate as well. Reggie Steel had a 57% win rate. Venusaur had the highest win rate at 71%. <laughs> nice. Oh dear. I'm looking at some of the lower the lower win rates. No. Screamtail has a 9% win rate. <laughs> That's the lowest was... win rate above zero. Wow. Yeah, and the only mons at zero were Hariyama and Glalie. Wow. That's 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 pretty disappointing, honestly. Mm. I can't believe Screamtail is with Hariyama down there. That's crazy. Oh, wow. Somebody needs to redeem Screamtail. Yeah, someone bring that back. Nails, bring it back. Please. Um yeah, only one person used Venusaur in the whole tournament and they went 10-4. So fair play. <laughs> fair play. Um Speaking of uh, speaking of good mods going forward, though, as we're thinking about the global challenge, that reminder for everyone: registration ends on the 29th of February. Um, Jack, what are your, what do you think are some good tips or ideas to think through how to build for a global challenge? And let's so let's assume that you don't want to just like compete in it, but like you want to like get some serious championship points out of this. All right, I have a guaranteed way to get points. Hear All me right. out, okay? Listen up. So what you're gonna do? Is he going to go watch the Dortmund regional screen? Day two. <laughs> going to look at the top usage months, the top six, put them in a team builder, and then just play <laughs> your games and you'll probably get like five points. <laughs> there you have it, folks. No, but but in all seriousness, I think some very good months at the moment. I think Ursaluna Normal is very good at the moment. I think both Ursulunas are very good. 
Um, Raging Bolt is probably the best quote-unquote support mon at the moment. Mm -hmm. Amoongus is always good, but just be careful. Maybe you might want to run a mental herb on there because there's always random safety goggles or random taunts or anything. Mm -hmm. So while it's a very good mon, just be wary of where you click your spores. Um, And then I think having a Pokemon with Frisk, especially if you're not used to close team sheet, can be very helpful. Mm-hmm. Or having a Pokemon with knockoff is also very helpful. So your Incineroars, your Roaring Moons, like even Mian Shao gets it too, if you want to use that one. <laughs> Mian shout out. Yeah, there's just a few tools. Mian Shao gets it too, yeah. Yeah. No, there, there's a few tools that you can use to just make your life easier, mainly redirection using like sport or a status move and just generally having like knockoff to remove items can help in a lot of situations. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the the thing I'll say as well is there's no point in focusing on any specific matchup, just make a team that you feel comfortable with, know that you will lose a few games to hacks. You will, you know, get frozen on like four different mons in multiple games like it is going to happen it's like 45 games or something like that but yeah as long as you make a team that you're comfortable with you will win games yep yep i totally agree and so whether you're the you're the balance nerd who's going to switch out instant or 16 times in a single match or hey, you're the size hey or you're the size spam nerd like me who can't bother playing matches past the fifth turn right whatever is comfortable comfortable for you is going to allow you to perform better because at the end of the day comfort with a team will help you overcome whatever random junk you you run across right Uh, john i want you to my challenge for you for the global challenge is i want to see i want you to jot down like a little tally Uh uh-huh every time you click expanding force in front of a dark type (laughs) and i want you to see how many works and how many didn't i want to know <laughs> I will say I ran size spam. I think uh it, it no back in it was ser- it was regulation A or series one, whatever we called it back then. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many hydragons <laughs> tarried from whatever into like poison yeah. and just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see I yeah, I was using like Terror, but I don't even know what happened, but I played a game where I just, he read every single turn. It was a size fan player. I like terrored out of my King Gambit. I'm like, why, why would you ever click Expanding Force? But they did. I was had Incineroar King Gambit on the field and they clicked Expanding Force and it worked. So I was like, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, right. No brain cells, no brain cells. Absolutely. Right. Um. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll echo that sentiment though that, you want a team that you're comfortable with and a team that is consistent in the sense that you have options into a lot of different things, right? Yeah. Because you can have, you know, whatever random body press Gudra junk, as long as you know how to adjust that team for when they have like three sacred sword users and like every counter in the book, right? Um, a laser eye. Yeah, right. Because yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, you might not be first place, but if you get like top, you know, uh, 128, 256, 1024, whatever, you're going to get points. And I think like 1600 or something, or yeah, 1600 is, I think, the cutoff for championship points for folks outside of Japan. And then like 1700, 1750 is like the 256 cutoff or something like that. 
So yeah, you don't need to be that high or that consistent. You just need to be relatively consistent for the global challenge. Yeah, I I managed to earn like thirty points in the first year I played. Like I, you don't if you're going into the global challenge for the first time and you want to earn points, you don't have to be the best player. Like you mm-hmm. don't need to have a regional under your belt. You don't need to have anything like that. You just need to mm-hmm. like play a team you like and honestly just you know and also stop while you're ahead especially if you're towards the latter yes. half of the yes. game <laughs> because you do not want to be like oh if i win one more i'll get to 1700 and then you just lose like five games in a row because mm-hmm. it, it happens a lot <laughs> it happens way too much yep way too much but with that it's probably time to sign off um so jack any last words? I wish everyone luck in upcoming regionals, and I hope that all your blizzards freeze, <laughs> all your try attacks get sleep or freeze. <laughs> yeah, I hope all the RNG goes in your favor, and I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> and all I'll say is, I run Torkoal just so I can't ever get frozen. Yeah. <laughs> and then my last pro tip to you gamers is just use sun because you at least won't be frozen. That's very true. No, no, John's advice to everyone is don't use dark types for no reason. <laughs> don't use dark types. Otherwise, my galley will kill them. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> well, with that, we will see y'all next time. Class dismissed. Dismissed.